Hallelujah. Are you excited this morning? Our first speaker will be talking to us on productivity, the hallmark of a Christian. Hallelujah. And our speaker who is already in the house, his name is Mr. Femi Aminu. Mr. Femi Aminu is currently the executive director in charge risk officer for Momo PSB, that's MTN, Mobile Payment Service. Hallelujah. He's a graduate from Upper Femi Aula University in Ife, and he has an MBA from Lerick Lovin Ghent Management School, Belgium. Hallelujah. Prior to him joining Momo PSB, he worked with a leading payment and super fintech consulting firm. Worked with the system integration company and has held strategic positions in top financial institutions across Nigeria. Hallelujah. His responsibilities encompass within information technology, e-payment, risk management, information security, IT audit, project management, and compliance. Praise Master Jesus. Mr. Femi is here to bless us this morning because he has developed a number of risk and security management strategies across a couple of financial institutions, in addition to project managing several technological implementation in the financial industry. He's married and is blessed with four wonderful children. He's a pastor in one of our Redeemed Christian Church of God parishes and is currently the youth, regional youth pastor for Region 11 with standing ovation and with Jesus' joy. I want us to welcome Mr. Femi Aminu. You're welcome, sir. Praise the Lord. I'm very conscious of my time, so forgive me. I just feel it's important for us to honor God. Amen. And then because that name is a door opener, that name is a master. So I believe some things in terms of what I want today, access. Give me, God will give you in Jesus' name. I'm a bit uh, mesmerized by the bit of attention. The photographs, and uh, don't mind me, it's just me. So if there's just a little bit, praise the Lord. All protocols observed. I'd like to appreciate our pastor, our wonderful pastor, Pastor Tunji Oladimeji. Can we appreciate our pastor? I'd like to appreciate also our speakers. God bless you, sir. Appreciate you. All the workers and ministers, the Lord will bless you in Jesus' name. I was here, was it last year or two years ago? Last year. And it was really wonderful. I had a testimony that was mind-blowing. I'm trusting God that this morning I'll just be able to share a little bit of some things just to stir you up in the name of Jesus. I hope the presentation shows a bit. I have a little bit of a slide. And basically, I was told to speak on the topic, renewed like the eagle. Productivity, the hallmark of a Christian. Let somebody say productivity. Okay, let someone say production. Let someone say product. Recently, I've seen a WhatsApp video as we're moving around. And people say, look, uh, many people say you want to prosper, you want to be blessed. But I say, show me your product, show me your what? Your service. And I think that's really very key. 
And when I say very key, it is very, very key. Because in the country in which we are, and beyond even the country, in our environment, it has come to a point in time that we just believe everything happens by miracle. Let somebody say, God bless this product. I know sometimes as a pastor, when this happens, you are wondering what's going on. But the fact is that somebody created this. So ask somebody by your side, what have you created? The world is waiting for it. Amen. So let me go on. It's a bit of a message, some key points. I'll just try to be as brief as I can. But you know, what touched me first was the fact that they said productivity. Productivity. The hallmark of a Christian. I was wondering that it should have been prayer. I was thinking it would have been prophecy or whatever you want to call it. Why am I saying this? Because, you know, Christianity in these days, we've turned a lot of things to become spiritual. And we seems to, we seems to want to forget about the physical or the fundamental things in life. I pray this morning the Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. I'll be looking at this in three ways. First, I want to talk about being renewed like an eagle. Next, I'll take us to just to look a bit into productivity in the way I understand it. And finally, if we have time, the level C's of productivity. Number one, renewed by an eagle. When I look through the scripture, in Psalm 103 verse 5, it says, Who satisfy your mouth with good things? so that your youth is renewed like that of a what? An eagle. And I kept wondering, why is it that it's only an eagle that the Bible looks when it talks about renewed? I also searched through the scripture and I saw a lot of reference. And it looks as if a lot of times when God wants to refer to carrying, delivering, the bed that was used as an illustration was an eagle. So I just checked a bit, even though I'd known about the eagle believer, and looked particularly into something that happens in the life of an eagle. An eagle, at a particular point in time, goes through what they call a molting process. And what that means is like maybe for like one month or two months, depending on the type of the eagle, it withdraws to its shell so that it can rebuild its beak, rebuild its feather. In actual sense, every bird, at one time or the other, drops their feathers. But for an eagle, it happens. Never mind, let's move on. It will sort itself. For an eagle, it happens at a particular period in time. And that's what they call the molting process. And we're told that such a time, the eagle will try to locate a hidden rock, a rock on a very high place, because at such time, it's vulnerable. At such time, it's weak. And it becomes like a place of retreat for the eagle to do what? Drop the old wings and do what? Come up with what? With new what? Wings. For me, what I would call that is reinvention. And when I say reinvention, someone trying to reinvent himself. Because when you're looking at productivity, for me, there are different phases of being productive. Particularly for a Christian. Interestingly, in my own career, it's always been one thing to the other to the other. So it's easy to speak from this perspective. In my parents' days, you work in just one single company. By the grace of God, this February, even though I'm getting old, I just changed job. And in changing that job, I went through a lot of 
decision process. And one of the key things was that, am I sure I can still cope with the rigor? But one of the propelling forces that made me to do that switch was the fact that I felt I was comfortable where I was. But COVID, when it came suddenly, seems to affect my psych, my system, change in actual sense, that strength or that pursuit on me. And suddenly I found out that sometimes you are in a place, you are in a position, everything around you looks okay. But when you check yourself, you discover that something is what is missing. It gets to a time it looks like you are staying in a clothes that has become what? Too what? Tight for you. Even though everything looks comfortable. And so I just felt, look, I never like to move with the status quo. It is time to do what? To change. And like you know, change, it always comes with its own issues. The first was the fear. Why are you taking this step? People were asking me, are you okay? At this level, you're still changing job. What are you pursuing? I said, in actual sense, it looks like, look, where I am, I'm just moving. And sometimes when you are moving, you're just flowing with the wind or you're riding on the seas. It looks as if everything is okay. But it's at short times that things will happen and later on it begins to call to question your what? Your competence. Are we still together? And so it was for me, a withdrawal. And then another pursuit. And in actual sense, when I resumed the job, suddenly questions begin to come up. And those questions were, look, Oga, did you think right? Before what? Taking this step. By the grace of God, I'm still in the job. But one thing I can tell you is that I have noticed that suddenly, the hidden potentials that seems as if they were locked for some while. What has happened again? They're what? They're coming back. Why am I using that as an illustration? Because I just wanted to paint that process of what? What happens? The molting process of a what? Of an ego. The question is, reinvention. I pray today after this message, you'll be able to reinvent yourself in the name of Jesus. I know some of you are wondering because you might be students and you're wondering what am I reinventing? The truth about it is that when you have opportunity to listen to message like this in times like this, it is like something is being loaded into you, prepared for the future and at the right time, it will unlock itself in the name of Jesus. Still moving on. When I looked again in that same place, that's Psalm 103, verse 5, where we read. Psalm 103, verse 5. Who satisfy your mouth with good things, so that your youth is renewed like a what? An eagle. I tried to reverse and transpose that scripture, and I got one understanding. So it means I have access to good things. Because God decides to renew my youth as a what? As an ego. Now, the interesting thing, and that's why we sang that song, Jesus, first, was because productivity for me gives access. Those access are benefits. And someone who says, forget not is what? Benefits. And I'd like to break down those benefits first. Productivity gives access. In Psalm 103, verse 5, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul. That's talking about me, blessing God. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. When I talk about all that is within me, I looked at it and I looked at it. How does that relate to my material, my real life now? That is my physical life, my health. Is somebody with me? I say, somebody with me? So one of the first things I need in life as someone is that I need strong physique, and a sound health. All that is what? 
within me. What you can see and what you cannot see. Because there's so much things inside me which you cannot what? See. That's one side. I was trying to relate it to something they call the wheel of life. And look at life from different perspectives. Number two, he said, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his what? Benefits. Now, that bit, forget not all his benefits, tells me about my mental and my intellectual what? Capacity. Am I talking to somebody? Remember, we're looking at productivity. So in the first part, for someone to be productive, he needs to be physically okay, and medically he needs to be fit. Am I right? Second, he needs to be mentally and intellectually what? Capable. The times in which we are is a times in which things change very fast. And it has become what you call the knowledge economy, which means everything rules by idea. So when man's, man's, somebody's mental capacity is able to deliver so much. Number three, who forgives all your what? Iniquity. And I'm asking myself some very deeper questions when I look at that. It's only one area of life that sins needs to be forgiven. That is in the spiritual. Because someone can become renewed by God, renewed by the Spirit, born again. He needs to have a sin, what? Forgiven. When your sins are forgiven and you are washed by the blood, you automatically inherit a new DNA that can push you across any step which man cannot reach. So for me, I will call that the spiritual what? Aspect. Are we still together? I'm just trying to lay foundation. Number four, who forgives all your iniquity and then who heals all your what? Diseases. That's still talking about the L side. Number four, uh, five, sorry. Who redeems your life from what? Destruction. I was trying to look at it. And because, you know, I want to be very real today. Today, when somebody has no money, he's suffering from the bondage of destruction because it's just a function of time. Are we together? I said, are we together? When somebody has nothing he's pursuing like a career, like a business is doing. For me, what's he suffering from? The bondage of what? Destruction. Which means, if I have nothing doing, it's just a matter of time. Everything about me will do what? We close up. So what am I saying when I look at that particular part? I say, who redeems your life from what? Destruction. That, to me, actually means economic capacity. Career and business. And then, who crowns you with what? Loving kindness and tender mercy. And look the word crown. Kingship. Social and political capacity. A lot of times when I ask people, do you have any political interests? No, I don't have anything to do with politics. But you know the interesting thing? Every one of us is political. Your politics starts from your sibling as children and then to your what? Your wife and then to who? And then the community and the environment. Some of us, while we're young, we're very bossy, even though we look very small. Why? Because that innate capacity was what? Was there. Crowns you as a king. Just as it during the week, I had a little issue with my wife. I went out, even though I felt she was wrong. And I always like to be very open. And then something crossed my mind. I went for a fair, bought some things. And when I got home, I didn't see anything. What did I do? I gave those things. And I did what? I went my way. What was I doing? Peace offering. Are we together? I said, are we together? I know you are laughing at me. 
but I'm just confessing what I should. Finally, who satisfy your mouth with good things. And I look at that from the perspective of what? Relationship. Everything in life is about what? Relationship. I have access to this platform by virtue of relationship. There are things you can never buy. There are things you can never get except by what? Relationship. Today, I sat on a row with people I'm meeting maybe for the first time. But the reality is like something is already connecting us that in the future, just a phone call can do great things. True or false? Somebody by your side matters even though his dressing may not match what you like. Are you with me? I say, are you with me? Many people are key to our progress in life. You know, I don't know why I'm just saying some of these stories. The first job I ever got was from a friend we met on campus and then we met in Lagos. And I remember very clearly when I got that interview, it was the one that gave me the money that I used as transport for that interview. Are you with me? We're still friends till today. Huh? I did not have transport money to go for what? Interview. In actual sense, it was another friend that told me that these people are recruiting. It was when I got there, it was the receptionist that gave me paper to write application letter. I didn't know that was where I would work first. Am I talking to somebody? Look at somebody. Tell them, relationship matters. Now, say it silently. Say, respect me. Did he tell you? Uh, I may not be anything now. <laughs> you know, respect is not that you begin to greet in a way that looks well. Respect means that you appreciate me and you put me in your contact list because the day you need me, the Holy Spirit will let you know. Are you with me? There are people in your contact list you may never call except for one what? I didn't say business this time around. It may be in a time of destruction where you need safety and deliverance. True of us. There are privileges you enjoy that sometimes you walk to some places like airport. Those places can be marketplace, even though they are really specialized places. And by virtue of relationship, they begin to treat you like a king. And when you are going out of the airport, maybe it's of Qatar that you take home. Am I talking to somebody? So those are the benefits. So if those are the benefits, why should we not be productive? That's the real question. And an equal, I don't want to talk so much about it on purpose. It's critically made to be exceptionally what? Productive. An eagle does not miss his catch. An eagle deals in the higher plane. He doesn't stay in the normal level. He wants to be different. Why? Because it's unique. Am I talking to somebody? And that's why I say renewed like a what? An eagle. But you know the most interesting thing is not so much of what the eagle can do, but how he does it. You know, in a day like this, some of you have withdrawn yourself and came early because you feel there's something you need to load yourself with and prepare yourself for the run journey ahead. But some are still enjoying it. Let me confess to you, I slept late yesterday night. This morning, by the grace of God and to the glory of God, I woke up like 6.30. Am I here, sir? Are you with me? It's never comfortable. It's never easy to come or to go anywhere. Many people want to be the president of Nigeria, but they forget that the president of Nigeria is the property of all Nigerians. He never has his time. He never has his schedule. He never has it. When I was small, I used to look at people up. I say, look, these people are just playing, wasting time. But these days, I actually ask myself, God, why don't you multiply my 24 hours to 48 hours? Because the 20 hours can never satisfy me. 
There's always something missing. When I was starting, I felt life, you can arrange and do everything. But these days, almost every day, there is always many things that I've not what? Done. But nothing tells me that my biology clock to tell me that, Oga, it is time to sleep. Am I talking to somebody? Why am I stressing these things? Because we're talking about what? Productivity. So if those things are really very critical, then I believe it is very key for us to do what we need to do. Still looking at it from an ego perspective. Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 9 to 12. For the Lord's portion is his people. Is the Lord of his inheritance. He found him in a desert land. And the waste, all in wilderness. He led him about. He instructed him. He kept him as the apple of his eye. As an eagle steers up his nest. He flutters over his young. Spreads abroad her wing. Takes them. Bears them on her wing. So... The Lord alone did lead him, and there was no strange God with what? With him. Are we still together? I just want to raise some three basic principles from there. Number one, God took him from Egypt. What did he do? God delivered him. But before God delivered him, God what? Discovered him. So the first thing, when the journey starts, is for God to do what? To discover you question I should ask you, has God discovered you? Some of you, pastor has discovered you. Pastor is different from God. Pastor discovers you so that he can bless you, be part of your journey in destiny, and prepare you for the future. But when God discovers you, he unfolds to you what you will become, even though you don't look like it now. Am I talking to somebody? Discover and deliver. He says, look, I found you. At the first, he says, I bought you with eagle's wing. Still come in there. Discovered and delivered. Delivered because there's always a past that you need to break off of. It could be, interestingly, a past of laziness. Because the life of a student is different from the life of a worker. Are you with me? The mindset of a dependent is different from the mindset of a producer. Unfortunately, many of us in these countries are what? Dependent. Even though we think we are working. Are you with me? I said, are you with me? From anywhere, you can create whatever you want to create. Number two, discipled. It says he carries him up on his wing, flutters him. What does he do? He throws him off so that he will what? Learn. When it's almost coming down, it goes back to do what? To pick. That's what they call discipline. When I told you that simple story that I wake up 6.30 a.m., it took discipline for me to be here now. Are you with me? I could have just called pastor. Pastor, I'm strong. Isn't that right? Isn't that legitimate? Isn't that legal? Abby? At least body no be wood. Are you with me? But the truth is that those are parts in which you truncate destiny. Because in life, you never know. Sometimes when you come some places, maybe because God just wants to connect you or there's something he wants you to learn. It could just be one sentence. It could just be one word. And that word changes your insight, changes your understanding, and sets you on the right path. When the eagle is fluttering his kids, it may be more than one. But kid A and kid B, or child A and child B doesn't know which one will come first. He might carry the two of them. One on this wing, the other one on this wing. And when he's going, he does as if he wants to drop this one, but he decides to drop this one down. And this one thinks it's his turn. He doesn't know. Who plants it? The eagle. 
in this sense, who is that person representing that eagle? Is God. Am I talking to somebody still? I hope I'm not boring you. I'm trying as much not to. So there's a process of discipline and discipline. And interestingly, that is the most critical process. Because when you are not fully discipled and disciplined, if you are deployed, your timeline is short. Your destiny may easily be truncated. So in simple language, what he did in Deuteronomy 32, 8 to 12 was simply that what? It discovered him. And then took him. Took him from him that is stronger than him. So which means you can be in this conference if you have not known God and you are just flowing with the tide. It will help you. You need to be discovered by who? By God. And then when he's discovered, he delivers you and then he begins to disciple and discipline you. The discipline may not be interesting many a times because sometimes there are words you hear that looks like rema. But you know, as much as they are rema, it is easy to hear them. It is difficult to do them. Let me tell you, the word of God is difficult to do. Don't be deceived. But when the spirit of God comes on you, it gives it. It is better to build strength than any other thing. Tony Robbins, a psychologist, he said 80%. 80%. Apologies, I'm not exactly following the slide the way it is. 80% of things is psychology. And 20% is just mechanics. Another quote says, 99% is what? 99% is perspiration. 1% is what? Inspiration. What am I simply saying? When you get things in the right path, it's easy to put your effort. May God help us in the name of Jesus. So if you are renewed by an eagle, it means you are prepared to be included. But you know, when I was looking at the program leaflets, the main theme was occupy till I what? I come. So how does productivity lead to that? Very simple. In Luke chapter 19 verse 13, I won't go to the parable itself. It says, so he called 10 of his servants. And what did he do? He gave them what? Gifts. He gave one, 10, right? He gave another, 5. He gave another what? 1. You know the interesting thing? The one he gave one kept it, right? What was the judgment? The judgment was it was to be more like punished, thrown to a place where he will suffer. But I want to just ask a question. When I looked at the life of Noah, Noah did just one thing. God called him. Noah preserved himself and his family. Did he win any other person along? Did you win any person along? You know, there's a difference between those you can command. I hope you know that many a time when my children follow me to church, it's not because they want to follow me. It's just because I have authority to tell them. When you are feeding yourself, you can decide what you want to do. Are you with me? <laughs> That's not winning. That's winning by force. You are laughing. Some of you, you know that what you are doing is because pastor said you is by force. Because if you don't show up, you will show up in your house. If you don't show up, he will call you every day of the week. Then he will send all those holy or two holy brothers or two holy sisters to come and pursue you. Abi, say, I come in the name of the Lord. Pastor has told me to come and what? Visit you. And then you wonder, what is my own? 
Sometimes it looks as you want to run away from your school. It looks like you can't run. It's too late. You're already hooked. Kuku said, I think the best is for me to surrender, submit myself for discipline and discipleship. Is somebody in the house like that? Ah, you said it. I didn't say it. I, I hope you understand what I'm saying. Because that's how life is. But it's because God has arranged it what? That way. So in simple line, what am I saying? I'm going one place. Noah only protected or preserved what God gave him. You know the calling, when it says occupy till I come, it's like I give you an occupation. It's one thing to maintain, which is the easiest level. It's another thing to multiply. Are we together? Did he multiply? I didn't read in the Bible that any of those children even gave birth when they were inside the what? The ark. <laughs> I know I'm scattering your theology, but don't worry. But there was another person called Joseph. He not only defended the truth, he not only preserved what God gave him, but what did he do? He multiplied. When I say multiplied, I hope you know that Joseph was the one that preserved the whole of what? Israel. By virtue of one what? During that period. Somebody will say, Noah was in a hack. Joseph is in the land. You are right. You are not lying. But who told you? Because from science of today, I now hear, because I understand in Ecclesiastes, there's nothing new under the what? Heaven. That you can grow hydrophony. Abi? Plants vertically. So what makes you think they could not have grown something inside the ark? Is that not possible? Let's don't go there. Let's calm down. So that we don't scatter our theology. But what I'm simply saying is that God is like a venture capitalist. God is like an investor. And the simple thing he expects from all of us is also to be what? Investors. And that's where we're coming to when we come to the word productivity. He wants you not only to be an effective protector. What he has given you, preserve it, keep it. But beyond that, he wants you to what? Enlarge it. Because I discovered the one with ten talents increased it, right? The one with two, what did he do? Increase it. The one with one, did he reduce it? Did he reduce it? My normal judgment would have been, ah, at least you preserve what I gave you. You gave me back what I gave you. If you collect loan from somebody, what is the minimum expectation? Give me back. Yes, we can talk about it and I can cancel it. So what was he saying? And then they had to throw him into what? Or maybe the problem was because he said too much. You know, sometimes when you are talking with your guy, he didn't say, what you gave me, I multiply. Or what you did, I kept. He says, look, I know that you. Ah, I didn't say that, so you said it. And you know what I learned from that? A unproductive Christian knows how to talk. Did you notice that the first person with five and ten talents talk less? I just multiplied. Why the one with what? One. <laughs> you. Okay? You even reap where you did not what? Ah. I'm sure the Lord was already getting fully. But you know sometimes when you are big, you are gentle. You don't make much noise. He waited for him to finish. Oh yeah? Carry him. <laughs> don't even ask him questions. Do what? Throw him into outer darkness. Am I talking to somebody? So the productivity I'm talking is not for you to preserve. Because here in Nigeria, and many of us are preservers. Yes, we preserve the legacy. Yes, we defend what we're giving. But is that what God has called us to? He has called you to go beyond preserving, but to what? Enlarge, increase, expand, take it further, multiply. When he said in Genesis 1, he says, be what? Fruitful. 
When he said fruit, what does he mean? Produce more. Reproduce more. What did he say again? Multiply. Did you read that in your Bible? Sorry, did he say preserve? Did he say preserve? At a time, the people were tired in Genesis 11. They decided to build a tower to meet God. I was wondering, is it that they didn't want to multiply or spread again? They wanted to stay in one point. What did God do? He wasn't fighting them. He only scattered them. May God give you wisdom to move through life in the name of Jesus. So in simple terms, in 1 Corinthians 4, to say, moreover it is required for steward, that the man be found what? Faithful. So faithfulness is not staying at a level, but going further. I want you to burn in your life at this stage and get to a point that you know that look for you, you'll be a different Christian. What did I say? A different Christian. The missing hallmark in Christianity is productivity. All of us have become receivers. We have become multipliers in the game of tithes. I give God 10%, he will give me what? 100%. And then I'm praying, I'm fasting. I'm waiting on the Lord, waiting on the Lord. Doing what? Doing nothing. Now someone says, I'm gifted. So I'm a musician. I want to just be singing for the Lord. Who told you that you're only supposed to sing? Before singing, you have hands. Hands are not used for singing. It's for production. When he says, it will bless the work of your hand. What did he say he was saying? Maybe the question I should ask you, what are you doing? Are you adding value? Are you a creator? Are you a designer? Are you a builder? Are you a maker? Are you a transformer? Are you an innovator? Are you a composer? Are you a, a developer? If you are none of that, then you have not started. There must be something we can attribute to you. Today, we talk about Solomon, but he said he wrote Proverbs. Am I right? Did you do the count in Proverbs? I think there are 31 chapters, right? If you bring it down to quote, you know what it means. Who told you that before you finish school, you can't write your own book of quotes? You know what I've discovered? Most things that are created by the creator don't make meaning to the creator than it makes meaning to the outside. So don't bother, even if you feel as if you don't have self-esteem to believe in your product, do it and throw it out. It will be useful to some. From that moment, what do we begin to call you? Author. Abi, you think it's ordinary to call you author. But you know the funny thing? Many of you are authors, but your authorship is of notebook, of papers, of manuscript locked in your house, useless. Am I talking to somebody? What does it mean to be a designer? I wake up in the morning and I say from today, I'm not going to cut my hair low again. Then he forms a style. And then Pastor Tunji looks at me and says, ah, Pastor, this guy is crazy. He's no longer holy. And I look at him and I say, ah, he's only here to his high. Oh, I decide one day and I wake up, I say, I'm inspired to begin to wear punk. Then they look at me in church and say, ah, this brother has what? Has backslidden. He says, a new wave. And I ask myself, let's ask ourselves a question. Is it hairstyle that determines productivity? I don't know if you hear what I'm saying. You know, some of us ate some kind of foods. Abby? Maybe like cockroach, like those things. Abby? But do you discover that some people are more productive than us that eat those things? Are you with me? Does it make a difference? You know, we've come to the things to begin to major in minors when we should be focused on what matters. There are many of you that have visions. If you have the blessing that God has given you, there's so much you can do. My time is gone, but I need to write faster. The next part 
is talking in terms of the eagle. The eagle has two strong wings. And 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 22, it says, For the Jew requires a sign, and the Greeks seek after wisdom. And I come to look at it, and I find out that the most two critical things that are needs to be productive is two things. One is what? Wisdom. The other one is what? One is wisdom. The other one is power. What is power? Ability to do work. Ability to transform something that doesn't look lively and make it what? Real. Ability to make an idea that looks intangible and turn it to what? Something. Am I talking to somebody? Are you productive? Maybe that's the question. I'm asking in simple terms. Verse 24, it says, But unto them which are called, both Jews and Greek, Christ is the power of God and the what? And the wisdom of God. For me, that summarizes everything a Christian needs to be productive. Number one of it, I see it as the fruit of the Spirit. That is your character. The second part, I see it as what? The gift of the Spirit. Which is what? Power and grace. Many of us know how to use these gifts in church setting and in spiritual setting. But we have not discovered how to use these gifts in our own world, secular and natural setting. What gift did you think Joseph used to discover what they were to do? Are you with me? What gift did you think Daniel used to discover what they are to what? But many of you just come, say, ah, I see somebody, and that's the only sin inside the church. Some of you, your gift is only to discover who you will marry. Abba. So I saw in a vision, the Lord opened my eyes. The Lord did not open your eyes to create this speaker. But it's open your eyes to create a wife. You don't need to open your eyes. You just need to see a wife. I say, I like you, sister. Can we marry? Even if you have not prayed enough, let her go and do the praying. You are laughing at me. You know, because you have spiritualized many things, as if they're not. What you forget is that you can never marry anybody else than a friend. Will you marry a stranger? And when I say a friend is in quotes, you can't marry who you didn't see. I can't wake up and say, I want to marry Angel Gabriel. Have I seen it? So the person who marry must be somebody that will cross my path. Abby? Even if it's organized marriage, they will bring him to me to see. Two of us. And then there will be a witness in my heart to tell me, when you see food and the food is good, how do you know the food is good? How? You don't taste it first. You see it. You smell it. You dream yourself. You envision the food flowing to you. What happened? You suddenly become hungry. And then you begin to what? Eat. Sorry, sorry. Calm down. Calm down. I, 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 are you with me? I said, are you with me? We now make things spiritual. I went to campus. I was doing fellowship. I was serving God. I began to hear a message of marriage. Then suddenly my wife too was in the campus. And one way or another, my eyes was going to her. And then things were happening. And things were happening. And one day I said, the Lord spoke to me. How did the Lord speak to me? Let's leave that for another day. In actual sense, God spoke to me and told me, our name will start with R when I prayed. But before then, when we were in fellowship, my eyes was always going this way. Don't copy me. Tell somebody, don't copy me. Are you with me? That's the truth. It's when you have created something that we can tell you, yes, the Spirit of God is in you. Not telling us what we already know. You say, God told me, Pastor, Pastor has been watching the two of you the way you have been walking. He knew that something is happening already. Abby? And I say, God, the Lord is leading me. Yeah. Pastor will not tell you, but in his eyes, he and his wife has said, Show the brother, the sister, but she man tell you that I want to fellowship. Sorry for the vernacular. Are you with me? So break forth. Open your thinking and look at bigger things. 
We call ourselves Christians, but people that are not Christians, that don't carry the same DNA that we have, they are developing and producing things that are better than us. You sit down there, you say, you are not capable. You know, I was driving yesterday and something was coming to me. Say, we're talking about church growth. And I'm asking myself, what's the attendance in my church? Say this. I said, ah, does it mean that in my capacity as a God-created person, I cannot control 1,000 people? Then something is wrong. Which means the growth starts from the mindset. So whatever you become starts from a what? It's not wrong. When somebody wears a clothes that you like, what do you normally do? Fine clothes. You didn't go to tell him that the clothes is fine. You begin to ask questions. Where did you buy it? How, how, is it fitting? What you're actually saying is that I'm dreaming how this thing will become mine. Have you? You finish service. You see a car that you like. You don't take picture on the car. You don't enough. I used to look at people that play instruments. Abby, I love to play. Unfortunately, I grew up in a village town, so I didn't, we didn't have keyboard. You understand? So you can imagine, it's still a pain till today. Are you, are you laughing at me? Should I not say the truth? And then I look at those people that are playing keyboard. I say many of them, they just come to church to play because of money. Abby, even if they came to play without money, that's how grace comes on them. Abby, and you know the funny thing? Without them, church will not move. Abby, and me that I'm so anointed that I'm claiming that <laughs> they came for money. Pastor, if I don't come to church, will they miss me? They will not. If the keyboardist does not come to church, what happens? <laughs> now you understand what I'm saying. But I'm the one that has no much value or skill, and I'm what? I'm judging. Abby? Some of us, when we come to church, the most critical element of the church service is that you see your picture taken the way you like it, and it's shared on the group. True of us. But let's ask you a question. Do you even know how to photograph? Are you with me? Skill. Look at somebody. What is your competence? You need to have competence. Competence. Very important. Content. Don't just be a container. Have something. To what? To offer. How many containers are here? How many containers are here? You are first a container now before you carry content. The fact that I said it that way doesn't mean I want to abuse you now. How many containers are here? Exactly, we are containers. The only challenge is that when you are a container, you don't have content. Abby? And you know the funny thing? You don't see the content from outside. It's when you engage that you begin to see. Does this one have what? A brother comes and says, oh, the Lord said to me, I'm gonna, you, know, you know, it's just you. When I see you, things are happening. Everything is glorious. And then something starts, and you begin to wonder, this man is just always coming to collect and collect and collect. Is this one a relationship? Don't mind me, I'm using that because it's a more easier illustration. Number two, confident communicator. Say with me, confident communicator. First Corinthians 10.10. 10. For some says, his letters are weightful and forceful, but his physical presence is unimpressive, and his speaking is of no account. They were talking about one man, Paul. The Bible even said that when they see his physical appearance, it looks very small. Abby, when you read his letters, you'll be wondering, who wrote this thing? There's a lady that when I read some of his write-up, I ask myself, God, why did you burn me with a brain that is not this smart, even though I know he's smart? Eh? Chinamanda, right? You know Abby? If they put his, her profile and my profile together, whose profile is more shiny? Abba, be passion, I'm still holding the mic. Be considerate. Are you with me? That's value. So sometimes you are sitting with that brother or that sister or that brother or that sister or you are sitting with somebody. You really don't know the person. 
the fact that he comes to church and just sits down like that and be like that, you don't know what he is in the other forms of life. Tell somebody, don't take that person for granted. Number three is a concerned citizen. Concerned citizen. And I'm looking at Lydia. Acts chapter 9, verse 36 to 39. Lydia was so much a value adder that when she died, the people said, this one cannot what? Cannot die. That's why when they die, people already calculated how to go and bury them. But I said, when they die, there's so much consideration whether we should carry him to camp to daddy Jew so that daddy Jew can do what? Because this one can just not what? Die. Number four. I'm running. Sorry. Sorry. That was not Lydia. That was Dorcas. Number four. Contributor. Acts 16, 14 to 15. You know the type of worker I want to be in church? Shall I tell you? I want to be the worker that comes to church, sit at the back, enjoy my life. But when pastor says we need to do something, after service, I just walk to pastor. Pastor, can you take this check? God bless you, pastor. And I walk away. That's the real worker. I know you look at me that this pastor is carnal. I'm carnal. Because in the first place, I'm first material before I'm spiritual. What you are sitting on, is it spiritual? Is it spiritual? What I'm holding, is it spiritual? <laughs> what is taking the picture, is it spiritual? What is stream, is it spiritual? Majority of the things around, even you yourself, are you fully spiritual? Are you not first material? When you are dead, you become water, then we don't see you again, I mean, then we know you are spiritual. Am I talking to somebody? What is your contribution? I've seen students, let me even tell you from statistics, students give more than workers because the zeal consumes them. When I was in school then, when we give and we do things, the parents wonder, ah, is it this ones? Because we're doing it. Tell somebody, from today, God will make me somebody of substance. When I say you should tell somebody, I didn't say because I want you to psych the person. I want you to say it because there's a creative power in your tongue. And what you say, you do what? You become. And I feel while we're still in service, you start practicing it. So that at least if the things you will remember, if you don't remember what I said, you will remember what you said. Are you with me? Because what you said is more important than what somebody has said. What you say is what you become convinced about. And when you say it one time, the chances that you remember is higher. And then even in your dream, you begin to see it. I'm a contributor. I'm a contributor. Don't worry. If you are giving big money in your dream, it's a sign that you will give money what? A life. Don't see negative things. You see something pursue. When you see a demon pursue you, just believe it is an angel that is pursuing you. You know, there are some principles that the world has come to understand more than us. And we see that in church. You say, I'm spiritual. You say, behold. First Corinthians 3, as you behold, then you do what? You become. Cultured. I don't know number nine. Number five. Cultured and civil person with character. That was Isaac. Isaac not only submitted himself for the father to sacrifice, but Isaac kept following. He went to build the same wells that the father built and was what? He built one. He didn't stop. That means he started one business. He failed. He didn't stop. He started another one. He failed. He didn't stop. He started another one. He frustrated business. He didn't stop. One government brought a policy that angered this policy. He didn't stop. He continued until he got to one that was successful. And he said, this is my what? Real boot. But you know, many of us, when we want to register a company, we go to CSC and you say, what's the name of the company? Call it Rayo Boat. It's not by calling it Rayo Boat. 
Isaac was speaking by experience. He wasn't speaking theory. I dog, I dog. He said, how can I pack my own history into a name? What is it? Rehoboth. Are you with me? <laughs> Somebody laughed at me. They said, when, Christian, when they do Christian, they go and look for name in the Bible. Peter Enterprises. Because Luke chapter 5, verse 1, 7. It doesn't mean, it, if you don't follow the priesthood, it will not work. Call it any, you can even call it Elijah by fire bread. I, 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 I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. So there's a difference between following the shadow and actually living with the substance. So that when you call your name, and when you're not Agba, enterprises, when people are asking you, what's the meaning of, especially when you're dealing with foreign people, what's the meaning? They say, no, and when you're not Agba, it's because what I went through. So the meaning is this. Have you noticed that many of these companies that we know today, they are not even English word? Have you noticed? Because he's talking about a story. Some of them is talking about what they see in the future. But you just go to the scripture and look at a name. For your information, if you need to call company name, just say Oluwafemi Enterprises. I can tell you to fly. You know why? Because Oluwafemi means God loves me. That's just by the way. But all I'm trying to say is just to pass a point so that we can understand where we're going. So, number seven or six, consistent performer. There was a man called Daniel. Daniel, Daniel 1, 5, Daniel 5, Daniel 6, Daniel 10. Daniel served under four presidents. One of the presidents, they had actually thrown Daniel out of the picture. It was when the king had a writing of the word. They had to look for who can what? Interpret. And then they discovered, ah, this man interpreted for your father. This man will also, and then they brought him what? You know what it means to serve in four regimes? Let's look at Nigeria now. Abi. I hope you know there are some people, they've been palm sick for life. Abi, serving four or five governments. Do you hear them sending CVs anywhere? They sit quietly and joining because they feel God has placed them in their place of allocation. The Lord will transport you to your place of allocation. Yeah. Say amen now. Yeah. The fact that I'm not saying it with fire doesn't mean the anointing is not there. Are you with me? Say it again. Say the Lord will transport me to my own place of allocation. I hope your location is not Canada. Because if after of them have gone to Canada, we need people that God has prepared to do what? To turn this place around. It's a function of time. This place too will become better. Tell that person, pastor is telling you, consider your calling in this country. But if you are sure you are not to stay here, don't wait a minute. But be sure. Are we together? Numbers, I don't know the number now. Change agent to the call. First King 18, Elijah. Elijah by one action. By one what? Action. Those are the type of workers. Pastor says, who will go and start a parish because we have to be fruitful. Or pastor says, who is going to go and do this? You say, this person. Thank you. Critical thinker. Which is the most that's credit worthy. I want to be careful about Job was very credit worthy. People can stand on him. Credit worthy is not really about how bankable you are. It starts by your character. That they say this man, his word is what? His bond. I was in a bad day, and I'll tell you this simple story. I need to be careful, I will code it. I was in a bad day of a pastor. And when I was in a bad day, I didn't know that I knew someone that was very influential. I know what he said. He said there was a man who fell into debts 
but somebody stood for him in the bank for him to get a loan. Very high place. I won't mention the names. When he got the loan, his business was doing well. Suddenly, the business had a problem and he couldn't pay. The MD of that staff in that bank told that person, go on, get your advice, go and resign. He went to meet the person. He said, oh, God, look at my situation. You know what the person that got the loan did? He went to sell his house so that he can pay back that what? Roll back years after. That person became, that person that had a loan became the head of a national parastata. I just want to put it that name that way. The other one became the head of another special parastata. And then one day, the one that they gave loan, when he resumed office, they wanted to go and introduce him to the other person. And they said, well, he knew where they were taking. It was you as if he didn't know. And they went there. When he got there, they saw each other. And they what? Embraced. Yes, back. If the one that collected loan and said, I will not sell and throw, what would have happened? Character. But I round up on this point. The rest are there. A critical thinker. That's the biggest problem we have. Many of us don't make judgment. They what? The right way again. Because everybody's going this direction. Where do you go? That same direction. The question is, where has God called you to? In Proverbs 1, 7, 9, it says, the fear of the Lord is what? The beginning of knowledge and wisdom. Your way may look lonely, but if God has sent you on that way, it is God. I'll leave the slides. There's still so much. But I don't need to finish it all. Because what God needs to pass, I believe he has what? He has passed. And I'm believing God for somebody. Next year, it will be a different story about you. We will not talk about you waiting till you finish to start something. But as a student, you already know clearly where you are going. So that when job offers are coming, you are saying, I don't need because I'm already a company on my own. Is that clear? God bless you. Amen. Look at somebody by your side. I said, I, a prophet of God, I'm telling you, God bless you.